0: Welcome to the Radicards Podcast on Radicards.com. I'm your host, Patrick Greeno. And today we're just going to be going through a brief agenda of things that are interesting that I want to talk about. So let's get right into it here. You know, for years now, I've been thinking about this and I figured I'd just add it in as a talking point. How many times is a hot prospect's name said during their peak, right? So Steven Strasburg in 2010, Otani in 2018, um, Etc. How many times is their name discussed at their peak performing hobby? You know, time uh, at, during their their debut years. Back in 2010, I remember uh, everybody saying Strasbourg. Everybody in the entire hobby was saying it multiple times. It seemed like they were saying it multiple times a day. <laughs> Just every everywhere I went, it was Strasbourg. Everything. It was an, an amazing time for the hobby, though, because. It brought people to shops to buy products, to buy packs, to pull exciting cards. Um, the market was going crazy on eBay. It was just a lot of fun. I like that. I like watching excitement for players uh, when they break into the scene. The 2018 Otani, that was that was an awesome time for the hobby too. To watch auctions, I blogged a lot about auctions. Uh, Otani cards selling for big dollar figures, red refractors and stuff like that, um, super fractors and things. Typical, classic, you know, the stuff that, that everybody chases every year. 2019, we hadn't really had anybody. We had Wander Franco, but it wasn't hyped. He wasn't hyped. He was a guy people collected this year, but he didn't have buildup like Strasburg and Otani did. Um, And so, uh, you know, I had only heard about Wander Franco when his superfractor was pulled and sold. Uh, There's another guy in the White Sox who's a prospect. But again, there's not, you know, big, huge, crazy. People are saying this everywhere you go, these names. So the 2019, we didn't have a, a huge mega prospect like that. And, you know, before Otani, I don't remember hype like that since Strasburg. Granted, we had Harper in 2012, and we had Chris Bryant in 2015, but I, I don't think that the hobby had experienced anything before Otani like the Otani hype uh, since Strasburg. And I, I don't think that the hobby experienced anything like Strasbourg since Fernando Valenzuela in 1981. And yeah, I wasn't even around, <laughs> but I had just read about it. 30 for 30 short that ESPN did on the um, the Dodgers around that time. Uh, really awesome stuff. I recommend that, that, that video if you haven't seen it yet. Good stuff. I often think about this. How many times has the name of a hot prospect said in their given peak time in the hobby during their debut? I would love to see data on that, but there's no way to measure that. I couldn't like tally every single time it's said. There's just no way to, no possible way to measure that. I just think it's kind of an interesting thought. You know, 10,000, 20,000, a million. <laughs> it's, I mean, millions, probably millions of times. But then again, it's just because we have so many people, the name could be stated millions of times a day. You know, we have so many people in the hobby collecting, um, so many auctions on eBay, so many sellers, so many buyers so many bloggers, so many podcasters, so many manufacturers. So we have all these people, designers even, guys who are creating the card designs, they're saying the names of these players. So this is like a really interesting thing I think about. I think about sometimes, um, you know, esoteric sort of concepts and this would sort of fall in line of something that's non-measurable but interesting to think about. So I just, I just wanted to talk about that because uh, every time we have a huge prospect, I'm like, man, the hype grabs people's attention and they say the name of the prospect, you know, countless times throughout that year. It's just kind of a fun, fun thought. Speaking of fun thoughts, uh, there is a basketball player by the name of Tremont Waters, and he signs his name T. W A T. (laughs) That's kind of hysterical in a way because, you know, that's that's that that name, that word, depending on how it's used, could be used as an insult, right? So but he's signing his name like that. Um, and I don't know if it's deliberate, like he's like, well, that's kind of an interesting way to write my name. I'll just I'll just write it this way. Obviously it's faster than writing out his full name, but those of us who appreciate a signature, you know, like spelled out and it's legible and it's Pretty, you know, perfect examples. Kyle Ripken Jr., Mariano Rivera, Pedro Martinez. They all have really great signatures. Tremont Waters uh, has TWAT as his signature, which is kind of uniquely entertaining, I will say that. I want to touch on that because I had come across uh, that on Twitter, and uh, I thought it would be just kind of fun to talk about. Uh, really cool stuff. He's he's a I think he's a rookie. Uh, this year and so you can get his stuff in panini you get a bunch he's autographed a lot of items you can go on ebay there if you're on the blog you can click through and you can see some of this stuff whatever is the latest auctions for his autos on ebay so if you're curious click through there and have a look it's it's interesting i mean it's it's yeah you know, i think about autographs on cards and prospects i've seen stuff as egregious as like just an x <laughs> I, I i was working at a, a card shop in 2010 and uh, there was a football player who signed his name just an, a check mark, and I remember thinking, "Gosh, how lazy can you be to sign your name as a check mark?" You know, and 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 too, the other problem was that it's like that's forgeable easily because <laughs> you you have a check mark and everybody else has a check mark, so uh, it's it's kind of it behooves athletes to sign their names legibly. And so, uh, these are the kinds of things I think that, you know, it also does a service to, to collectors when you sign it and you spend time doing it. And I can really appreciate that. But, um, if you're going to abbreviate your name, fine. I don't prefer it. Uh, Bregman's early autos, Alex Bregman, 2010, Bowman Chrome autographs, those cards, his name is like AB <laughs> and it's small on the sticker. Uh, great card to have. It's very valuable. And he's a great player. Um, and he's actually from Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, which is where I currently reside. Um, and so um, I'm a fan of Bregman, obviously, just from the hometown aspect. But those early autographs, those 2010 Bowman Chrome autographs were just like two, two letters. On the blog, I'll link to the current eBay auctions for Alex Bregman's 2010 Bowman Chrome autograph cards. So you can see those as well. Uh, he was young at the time, so, I mean, whatever. It's I can't, I'm not going to hold this stuff against, they're, they're just whatever, who cares. You see his autographs in 2010, and you compare them to his autographs in 2016, and it's just night and day difference. It's just different. Now, you grow as a human. You grow as you like present yourself. You grow in your personal brand. This is pretty normal stuff. Speaking of growth, uh, Chris Bryant hysteria, I think, has softened, <laughs> and here's why. Uh, You know, in 2015, everywhere he went, everybody was talking Chris Bryant. I mean, his hype. It was was key prime hype for Chris Bryant. I remember going to the National 2015, and every table, it seemed like every booth had Chris Bryant something. Granted, we were in Chicago. He played for the Chicago Cubs. So you're going to have that, like, location-specific hype, right? But get this. His 2014 Bowman Chrome draft top prospect superfractor in PSA 9. I had seen surface and sell a number of times over the years and it always closed with high returns, like significantly high returns. Not surprising. I mean, he's a great player. In April of 2019, this card sold for $1,875, which I think was less than some of the other auctions I had seen. I hadn't pulled the like the, the like historical data on all the times this has sold. But that is at least one instance we're going to compare with the current instance. So that was April of 2019. That was this year. Recent sale. That same card surfaced again and sold in October 24th, this, this month. Uh, just Really, just a couple of days ago. 2019. Five bids and get this $417.60. $417. Down from $1,800. Almost 1900 dollars just six months ago, so you know, I think it's not—it's not an autographed card. You know, it's got a classic shot of Chris Bryant. It's—it's it's a good card to have. He had a couple of super fractors before 2015. Uh, this was one of them. Um, and so the question then becomes: Is this a deal, or is it just the current market for the card? See. I this is to me this is the current market for the card not really a deal at all it's just, just where the car, just where the card value is currently it's just where it is it's just someone paid current market for the card right fifteen bids at four hundred and change I mean it's just like it would be a deal if it was a buy it now at four hundred and the card still had a valuation of eighteen seventy five see that's like the difference between a deal and current market but this card had an opportunity for everybody to come and bid. It was available. It had you know, ran auction style and just ran its course. People bid on it. It's a one of one. You can't compare sales of the same one of one because it's the same card. Well, you can compare sales the same one of one, but you can't say that you know um, that that the market didn't speak when it's run auction style, right? You can compare sales over the course of its various times it surfaced. But you can't create an average over a week's span of time of those sales. So, for example, I can create an average of sale prices for, like, 85 Fleer, Kirby Puckett, PSA 9, let's just say. Those sell every day of the week forever. <laughs> so I can pick a span of time, like a week, this block, you know, from here to here, seven days, let's say, or whatever time frequency, that whatever span that is. And you can compare the sales and pick out, okay, on average, this sells for, you know, whatever, 30 bucks or whatever it is. Right. This card, you can't really do that with superfractors because they have their print run is, is one. So you can compare the sales that existed previously whenever those sold, but if they're too far in the distant past, it's difficult to do. You can't say, well, this this card sold six months ago for eighteen seventy five. It must be worth eighteen seventy five. Well, markets change almost day to day, really. And so six months ago may as well be an eternity ago. Right, you 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 now list it again and see where the market is presently. A lot can happen in six months, and the current market for this card, this Chris Bryant, 2014 Bowman Chrome Draft Top Prospects, man, that's a mouthful. Super Fractor PSA nine, closed at four seventeen. Great, I, I think it's a great price for the card, but it's I wouldn't sit consider it a deal because it had um an opportunity for anyone to bid. But if I was in the market for it and I, I thought, you know, I had an extra couple, you know, whatever hundred dollars available just to kind of throw out that way, uh, this would have been a good ad. It's a great ad to any collection. I'll say that. It's a great addition to any collection. It's a good solid card of a great player. Um and and, and that that to me, if if you want to qualify deals as great additions, then yeah, it was a good deal. It was a great ad. But they the, the buyer paid market on the card. Now, the question then becomes, if it surfaced again, would it return a similar return value or would it be closer to 1875? See, I think we're down closer to the 500 mark now, four to 500 bucks right in there. But I just want to talk about that because that's a significant difference in price in just six months. Speaking of interesting cards, and I blogged about this, so you're you're welcome to go to Radicards.com and search for this blog post. Just type in Reggie Jackson in the search bar there. Some of you might know this for those who don't. uh, Here's a little backstory. Reggie Jackson was traded from the Oakland Athletics to the Baltimore Orioles in April of 1976. And appeared in just 134 games with the franchise that year. Topps initially planned to produce the 1977 Topps issue. Depicting Reggie Jackson in a Baltimore Orioles uniform. However... Reggie Jackson signed with the New York Yankees as a free agent late in the 1976 season. Topps then responded by doing a quick quick image swap to feature Reggie Jackson wearing a a New York Yankees uniform on the issued 1977 Topps card we've all come to know. Okay, knowing that, Topps did produce... An example, or a very small amount of examples, of the 1977 Topps card depicting Reggie Jackson in a, an Orioles uniform. Okay, it's speculated that the number of proofs, these are proofs because they're blank back cards and they're basically hand cut off the sheet. Okay, it's speculated that the number of proofs of this card doesn't exceed single digit quantity. So, one surfaced through a golden auctions, auction. And, uh, actually it's, it sold on October 19th of this year Had five bids and the final price, the price realization for this was $27,000. It was actually $27,060. Huge, huge money for this card. Now I'd only heard about this card and I had heard through the grapevine that, uh, Keith Olbermann had acquired one. I don't know how, I don't know if that's factual or not, but I know he's a collector he has been a collector in the past of significant baseball cards this qualifies and so this was the first time i'd actually seen an example of this card so i I blogged about it you can go to writercards.com type in reggie jackson in this in the search bar and you'll see the uh you'll find the article there uh really interesting stuff you can see this you can see the, the the image of the card now i i had expected this to be a big uh a big big auction a big return, but I didn't expect twenty-seven thousand dollars. Mind you, the starting bid was fifteen grand. That was the opening bid. So you had guys that were like, "Well, we're talking probably like you know, businessmen, CEOs, holdings, estate owners, doctors, attorneys—you know, big deep-pocket guys—that um, can they can be in the the competitive market for stuff like this." I myself, <laughs> you know, I haven't spent. You know, five. What what is that? Yeah. Well, I've spent four figures on a card, but five figures is. I mean, that's. I haven't yet spent five figures on a card. Maybe that'll come at some point down the line. Um, but this would be like in my. So like, feel a vision like this. The, the kind of card I'd want to own. You know, just a. It's such a unique piece. It's such a great ad. It, it's. It's interesting. He played in 134 games at the Orioles and this is all we have <laughs> tops proof card the blank back you know hand cut from a sheet card that's all we've got granted this was at a time when we really only had tops and opici 1977 and so um because tops didn't produce this obviously Opeachy wasn't going to get it either um but really interesting that we we had we have this one specimen uh, or at least it's believed that there's more than one, but less than 10, you know, whatever that number is. This is the first, my, like I said, my first encounter of this card. Really amazing. So like I said, Reggie Jackson, 1977 tops proof uh, depicting Reggie in a Baltimore Orioles uniform sells for $27,060. Just amazing stuff. Amazing. Speaking of high sales. And again, uh, if you want to research this next piece too, just go to radicards.com and type in Derek Jeter in the search bar and you'll be right there looking at the stuff I've talked about with Jeter stuff. But this, this is a really interesting piece. Now, probably the most popular set to come out of the 90s is the 1996 Select Certified Mirror Gold Parallel Set. Cards were printed in a print run of 30. In 1990, speaking of Reggie Jackson, um, when he signed the 1990 Upper Deck card, the header, the Heroes card, of to 2,500, he's, 25 of those were signed with the inscription, Mr. October. Really interesting stuff. But that was in 1990. Fast forward to 96, now we have a parallel set, print run of 30, and it became the most popular set, parallel set of, of the 90s, of the era. Uh, really interesting stuff. The Jeter is sort of the capstone card in the set. Not a rookie card, but a rookie year card. And I say that because rookie year card means that this is the card. These are the cards that came out during um, or after the player has uh, logged the requirements in the at, at the professional level to uh, achieve rookie status. And you'll find these cards in 96, pretty much anything in 96, uh, produced by mainstream companies, uh, and and it's uh, featuring Jeter has rookie, like, um, meaning somewhere printed on the card. So the 1996 Select Certified Mirror Gold card, or 1996 Select Certified Derek Jeter, just in general, all the cards say rookie on them. They're not rookie cards; they're rookie year cards. Obviously, rookie cards are going to be his '93, you know, SP tops, score, pinnacle, upper deck, all that stuff. But he hadn't made his professional debut yet. That didn't come until '96, which is why we don't see rookie anything printed on cards for Jeter until '96. Okay, I just want to make that distinction because I know some people get confused. Like it's not his rookie card. Well, no, I yes, it's correct. It's not his rookie card, but it is his rookie year card. Anything from '96, Derek Jeter, is rookie year card status, not rookie card. There's a difference there. Just want to talk about that. But but going, let's that aside. Um, let's talk about this card for a minute. The 1996 Select Certified Mirror Gold Derek Jeter PSA 10. uh, That one of them initially surfaced in September of 2014 and sold uh, through an auction house and closed at 33,988 dollars. Okay, mind you, at the current at the time of this recording, this is a pop two. There are only two examples. I've blogged about both of these. The, these examples both 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 of the the, the PSA tens of this card so I have a blog post where you can see both images and compare the pricing okay in 2014 PSA10 one of them sold for thirty three thousand nine hundred eighty eight dollars okay fast forward to this month October 17th 2019 um the other PSA 10 surfaced and sold for okay two hundred and two thousand dollars well actually two hundred and two thousand one hundred and two. Dollars and two cents. <laughs> That's an increase of over four hundred ninety-four percent in just five years. Okay, so if you bought the one of the that PSA ten in two thousand fourteen for thirty-four thousand, you would be able to turn it around for one hundred seventy thousand, roughly one hundred seventy thousand dollars return five years later. Now I think about this, I am like, well, <laughs> I'd have to really prepare like some kind of a sales like pitch to my bank to get a loan to buy that initial Derek Jeter. So like, you know, in five years, here's the expected growth of return if I turn this around. I could pay you guys back and I can make 170K. Take that 170K, buy income property, and then have a small income property empire <laughs> just from a Derek Jeter card. <laughs> it's really amazing to think about. Again, the the this particular auction okay from this this month that sold for 200k had 88 bids 88 qualified bids that means 88 people or well I can't say all 88 people obviously aren't going to have the 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 deep pocket revenue required to you know get to be a competitor at, at this level, but I'd say the, the the previous five leading up to like 83 to 80, 88, th- that block of people, that five, those five bidders, you know, might be, you know, well off enough to, to maintain this kind of buying behavior. Uh, amazing, just incredible stuff. And I, I would love to see the collection this is going to, if it's going to a collection, this might end up in the hands of a reseller. I mean, I don't know, but, uh, I think about that. I'm like, you know, if, if, this is going into a collection. Just think about the other pieces in that collection. They've got to be high end. You know, this is this probably isn't going into a collection of a guy who hoards sealed boxes of '91 Upper Deck baseball, right? <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't see that. So I see like, okay, guys that are paying this much for '96 um, Select Certified Mirror Gold PSA 10, or paying this much for any card, any card. Their collections have to be amazing. They have to be amazing. You know, There are those instances where some guys have deep pockets and they've came along with some new money and they don't care how much they spend. And so they artificially inflate the demand of a card or cards because they don't care how much they spend. That doesn't reflect actual market value. That just reflects a spike in the market. It's not sustainable over time. I don't know what this is, where this went. This might have gone to a legitimate buyer that who, uh, this might have gone into a collection uh, that's ripely amazing, uh, or it might have gone to a reseller. I, I don't, there's no way for me to know that. And, you know, honestly, whatever. Doesn't matter. Fact of the matter is, this, over the course of five years, this returned an increase of over 494%, this card. Pop two first one of the pop sold 2014 34 thou second one of the pop two sold this year for over 200 thou just incredible i want to talk about that again you can go to radicards.com and you can type in Derek jeter in the search bar and you can see these two items I've got a blog post there where i've compared the prices and the images i like this i want to talk about that so that covers this agenda for this particular podcast i hope you enjoyed that if you have comments please leave them below Thank you for tuning into the Radicards podcast and radicards.com. I'm your host, Patrick Grino, And until next time, enjoy collecting. If you like this content, please subscribe. Thank you. Enjoy collecting.